0: Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Tuesday, August 4th. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's how we're making you smarter today. How the U.S. is playing by China's internet rules. Plus, we've got an inside look into the rise of women-focused newsrooms. But first, this year's vote-by-mail election is today's one big thing. So we have a new phenomena. It's called mail-in voting. Where you send, where new. a governor... It's well, been here since the Civil War. In terms of the kind of millions and millions of ballots, they've never. It'll done be it'll be like bigger this year because of the pandemic. Bigger, not bigger, massively bigger. Voting by mail has become a huge issue for President Trump's re-election campaign. President Trump talks about his lack of confidence in the system all the time, even though his own campaign is encouraging voting by mail. That came up in his Axios on HBO interview with chief political correspondent Jonathan Swan. I honestly don't understand this topic with with you. The Republican Party has an extremely well-funded vote-by-mail program. Your campaign puts out emails telling people to vote by mail. Correct. Your daughter-in-law, Lara Trump, she did robocalls in California saying it's safe and secure, mail-in voting. Margaret Taleb is our White House and politics editor. She's been studying this issue of what Americans, including the president, think about mail-in votes.
1: The president is certainly trying to whip up concerns that say absentee or mail-in opportunities are rife with fraud, there's really no evidence to suggest that that's true.
0: But what are the rest of Americans thinking? Here's one important thing to start with.
1: Well, overwhelmingly, people want vote-by-mail or they at least want absentee voting. Across party lines, Republicans as well support absentee voting. But again, there are some states where you need a reason to cast the absentee ballot. There are some states where mail-in voting is not an option. And so it's really a
0: mixed bag. Here's the second thing you need to know. The most recent Axios-Ipsos poll comes out today. And in it, Americans are sharply divided on whether or not they think voting in person is dangerous in a pandemic.
1: We found the Democrats are twice as likely as Republicans to worry about voting in person. That it's like going to the voting booth on Election Day and casting a ballot. Nearly two-thirds of Democrats saying that they think it's a larger or moderate risk. And independents are not far behind. They're right up there with them.
0: And so that leads us to the third thing you need to know about this issue. Just because many Democrats and independents say they're worried about voting doesn't mean they won't vote. The recent protests are a good example of how this could play out.
1: That's absolutely what we saw in the demonstrations earlier in the spring. We saw the very same people who were out demonstrating telling us in the poll much more so than everyone else, that they thought that it was risky to protest. So the question is, do you think it's worthwhile? Is it worth the risk that you're taking? And another question is, do you feel that you can protect yourselves with things like a mask and gloves? In the case of those protests over the killing of George Floyd, we saw disproportionately those demonstrators say they were masking up. So if people are motivated to vote and they believe that their vote is worth taking a risk and they believe that they can mitigate their risk with a mask and gloves or with going in person early, they're much more likely to vote.
0: Margaret Taleb is the White House and politics editor for Axios. Thanks also to Axios' chief political correspondent, Jonathan Swan. We'll be back in 15 seconds with why the potential sale of U.S. TikTok could rewrite the rules for freedom of the American internet. Welcome back to Axios Today. President Trump's move to ban TikTok shows the U.S. government is taking some pages from China when it comes to regulating the Internet. Scott Rosenberg is the managing editor of technology for
2: Axios. Observers have begun to describe kind of three different versions of the Internet around the globe. One in the U.S. where businesses are free to to shape it the way they want one in europe where businesses have to follow the same set of rules that eu has set for data privacy and one in china where everyone pretty much has to do what the government says what's fascinating about the TikTok story is that it seems to be a chinese defeat the united states comes and says china you have to give us this company because we're afraid of what you're doing with the data But what's really happening is the United States is kind of embracing Chinese values by targeting a company the way that it's targeted TikTok.
0: In other words, it sounds like it's pretty antithetical to the idea of an open Internet.
2: The U.S. was the evangelizer of the idea of the open internet, the internet that was the same for everyone everywhere. China was the first country to say, we're gonna create a closed internet. We will control the information and we will set the rules.
0: Scott, the big question is, will TikTok be the only one?
2: We don't know. But if it's the start of a new pattern where the Trump administration decides, hey, let's go after any company that we think has ties to China that we're unhappy with, one that gets mentioned a lot is Zoom, the video conferencing app that's so popular now during the pandemic. If that happens, that will be much more of a concern.
0: What we're watching for is what the U.S. government does next. If it continues to target Internet companies with ties to China, the federal government will break from the long-held belief that Americans are best served by a free market, both online and off. Scott Rosenberg is the managing editor of technology for Axios. Axios Insider is a sneak peek into the conversations in our newsroom. Sarah Fisher is our media reporter. And Sarah, you're here to tell us about nonprofit news outlets like Prism, The 19th, and the Fuller Project that are
3: springing up specifically led by women or journalists of color. Absolutely right. Newsrooms definitely do not reflect the population writ large. And that's becoming a growing problem as we're seeing different stories that are really important to minority populations and women take hold in the U.S., Sarah, why
0: do you think these new news outlets make a difference in the landscape of the journalism that's happening right now in this country?
3: Because so many of the things that we're witnessing uniquely impact women. And unless you are a woman, it's really hard to tell those stories. So coronavirus, for example, is going to have a huge impact on mothers that have to stay home from work to deal with small children who can't go to school. And so just having a voice representing that population is going to be key for American news coverage going forward. These newsrooms are uniquely positioned from an HR perspective to support women. They often are giving longer paid family leave. They're offering sick leave when women need to take care of ailing parents. And that's unusual for a typical American newsroom. But if you talk to people who lead these new companies, they'll tell you that that flexibility is what's going to be critical to allow women to rise up within the news ecosystem.
0: Sarah Fisher covers media for Axios. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks,
3: Nyla. Milk, milk, milk.
0: Before we leave you today, there's one unexpected industry thriving in our pandemic world.
3: We're out of milk.
2: Are you kidding me?
0: Even if you're not Dwayne Johnson, that's something a lot of people are relating to because milk sales are through the roof. Families are stocking up, baking, and eating breakfast at home. And milk industry execs are bringing back a familiar tagline to keep the sales going. Got milk? Show us what you got. Hashtag got milk. That does it for us today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com or reach out to me on Twitter at Nylabudu. If you want more news before tomorrow, tune into our afternoon podcast recap. Thanks for listening, stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.